you found it. The Japan Whoop Podcast, coming at you out of the back hund of Tokyo. I'm your co-host, Matt Bigelow. Welcome, one and all, to the last day of freedom in the greater Tokyo metropolitan area. We got a state of emergency coming your way, and we're going to celebrate tonight, let me tell you. And, uh, of course, with me uh, in this new venture of the third wave of the podcast is the one and only... 120 Chocolate Otoko desu. Nice man, nice man. Happy New Year, happy New Year indeed. Happy New Year to you. Uh, Akemashita, Kotoshimo, Yoroshiko, Negashimasu. Kotoyoro. So it's me. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a whole new world where everything's exactly the same. It's a whole new world. Oh, yeah. Yeah,、uh, a lot of people staying home. I'm spending a lot of hand time today. Yeah,、um, the, whole, the whole answer is, is to, to find a new way to live. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I actually got some,、uh, got some new ways to live、uh, with me today that we're going to talk about later on in the show. I think so too. So, this is、uh, welcome everybody to the new year 2021. We are recording this before a state of emergency goes into effect with a high likelihood as of tomorrow morning. And what better way to kick off this type of seriousness than to say, talk a little bit about Doraemon teams up with Gucci for glamour goods? Oh my God. Gucci's new collaboration with Doraemon, <laughs> one of Japan's cultural ambassadors and star of one of the most popular children's anime manga of all time, may be just the ticket to opening hearts and wallets across the nation. Gucci's team of expert designers have whipped up loose trousers, a variety of stylish bags, sneakers, sweaters, and cotton dresses that make use of the muted chocolate fabric and the titular cat's saturated cheery visage. A nylon jacket from Gucci Doraemon collaboration will cost how much do you think? $5,000. 2 dollars Two and a half G's. No, no, that's not bad. For a Gucci Doraemon jacket. And it, it, this, okay, so Gucci is known for its like its muted colors. In a way, it's similar to、um, Louis Vuitton, right?、Mm. A lot of browns and grays、mm-hmm. and beiges. But the Doraemon has this blue anime face. But what the hell is with fashion these days? I'm going to show you this picture, Michael. Okay. This is the lineup of the Doraemon Gucci collaboration. Everybody looks like a Romulan who, who got kicked off. Of the Star Trek episode and was forced to go to this subpar modeling agency where they all <laughs> were starved for a month, like Jews in World War II, before being forced into a, a photo shoot. They look like Doraemon characters. In a way, they do. When Doraemon goes into the Dokodemo door, these crazy Gucci fucks come out of nowhere and start trying to sell you two and a half thousand dollar sweaters. I think the, I think the higher, higher fashion you get, I think the bigger the brand. Is because I shoot with, you know, I've shot with at least 20 different brands、uh, last year. And, and the, the more exclusive the brand became, the more ridiculous the clothing was.、Um, I wear ridiculous things myself. As you can see, I came in in a purple, red, and uh, turquoise uh, jacket today.、Um, and I think that it's just that, you know, the challenge is there, you know, it's much harder to come up with something unique. When you're a big name like Gucci, Gucci had to come hard and they delivered. All right, fair enough.、You're、I'd wear it. You're in Gucci's corner. I'd wear it. You're in Gucci's corner.、Um, I went to the, you know, the app line. Right. They have a, a massive shop in Harajuku. It's huge, it's like three or four stories. 
and I was walking past there. And the, it was packed. This was in the before times, before the coronavirus. The olden days. The olden days, the before times. And there was basically, it looked like a busy toilet at Shinjuku Station. With right. one line coming in and one line coming out of wow. the line store. Wow. And you go in there and in the basement, they got lined Swarovski tie-up bags. You're kidding. And they, No, not at all. The entire place was packed with basically... 18 to 25-year-old Asian females from South Korea, Taiwan, uh, Japan, of course, and all of that. It's just a similar thing. So this this idea of high-end brands, luxury brands with either things like anime, Doraemon, or or, or goofy stuff that that young young Asian ladies like to do on their phones are are tying up for massive, massive. I think think it's a thing that we wished would happen. I don't think it's just young Asian ladies. I think like like myself, right? I I see we all know Dragon Ball Z, right? And oh, I yeah. see Dragon Ball Z merchandise and I think, wow, this is lame. You know, I see it in uh Don Quixote, I see it in uh in uh I see it online, I see it on Amazon, and I think this is really lame, man, and I wish they would come out with some cool stuff for Dragon Ball Z. And then uh I think I believe it was uh Chanel. If if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. But they did a, one of those brands, you know, one of the big three. They did a collaboration with uh, Naruto, and so now you can. I want to say it's Coach. Coach would make sense because they're trying to edge in on the Japanese market. They didn't do well at first. A little bit of branding wouldn't hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Get Coach. Coach. They have a. They have Coach. Uh, Naruto collaborate. They have a Coach. Uh, Naruto collaboration with the uh, star of Black Panther. Um, as the spokesperson wow. for this, and he really loves Naruto, so they they have Coach Naruto jackets with the characters on the back, and I think that's awesome. I I think it's a classy take on something that's had lame designs up until this point. I also recently saw in the works. I don't know if this is settled or not. Okay, Evangelion Cafe Ole. I literally took a picture of a Evangelion uh, razor. Oh, like a, a face razor. Yeah, like a face, like a Gillette razor, but with but, Evangelion. Evangelion. Because they try to roll. Evangelion. Evangelion. It's it's weird when you grow up as like a teenager, and then move to Japan, and you and you have this mixture of memories, uh, of of saying things like Sailor Moon, and then like you have to like re 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 repronunciate yourself. This is real. Sailor Moon. This is real. That's, nice man. That's an actual Evangelion uh, razor, so you can feel like a a, a, a a mobile suit pilot while you shave your face. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> right? Why not? So, Tokyo reports record high: one thousand five hundred ninety-one new coronavirus cases today. On the eve, it's a new record. To a lot of places in the world, it doesn't sound like much, but it has most of the country freaking out. Right. Uh, I work in the in the news industry in my day job these days, and the amount of uh, coronavirus related materials I have to write about is just it's skyrocketing, it's surging. This is the the twindemic. I think I think it's good that people are freaking out. I think that um, that's the reason why the numbers are low because people are used to things not getting as bad as they could get, and I think Japan's done a good job of keeping itself clean. Yeah. But we're going to have a state of emergency declared tomorrow, and we're going to see what the restrictions are. But already there's some backlash 
from the Kirin Brewery head mm. questions restrictions. Mm. So the head of Kirin Beers has said a lot of our restaurants, the people that use Kirin Beer in the restaurants, are already taking as many precautions as they can. Right. If we take any more, our beer sales will decline and those shops will be kaput. I think I don't care about the beer sales, but I do care about the shops, you know, the the small mom and pop shops and the uh I I don't care so much about the chains, you know, if you have 41 stores open over all over the country, I think you've made enough to retire. But I think the mall, the small mom and pop shops that carry Kirin brands, you know, those would be the the companies that I'm concerned about, but I think that the virus will not disappear until everyone has been in their house long enough for it to die out. Um, I think we can continue to go back out, but with this new version of it, it's just going to spread faster. And um, so it's all about how quickly we want this to be over. I, uh, I'm almost at the point where I just think, fuck it. Let's just, let's just go. Let's roll the dice. <laughs> I've been rolling the dice since it started, but uh, yeah, me but, too. It's it, I'm a freelancer, you know. Yeah, well, I'm a freelancer, in many so ways, I have to, and I, I'm precautious. I, right, I, you know, I take right. precautions. I think don't be an idiot. You don't know? be an idiot. Don't be an but idiot. At the man. same time, it's like when it's been a year, right? And every time we try to make it go down, it goes up. But did that effort to make it go down help it to not go up as much as it could have? We really don't know. We don't know. We, really we don't, don't know. know. Who could say? Who can, can actually say? Well, I think it's good though. We got a chance to to get, you know, get a hold of new hobbies and to get in touch with with one another. And I think it it uh, you got to speed up the timer on whether or not your marriage was going to work. So you you know people got to figure that people, shit out. Yeah, yeah, you figured it out real hard last year. Yeah. So um, you know, I think it was. I think it's a double edged sword. Yeah. yeah. It's weird because a lot of people are really like they want more. They want more restrictions. Right. For, right. For a lot of people, this is way out of hand. More it's restrictions. Too little, it's too late. But but if you look at a lot of the data when you do lockdowns, when when people are pushed together in confined spaces for too long, right. abuse goes up. Right. Suicide goes right. up. Right. Drug abuse goes up. It's the purge, man. And so yeah. It's the purge. It, it is a kind of a purge. I don't way. know how I feel about it. Yeah. And so if they if they in, if 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 they listen to the hysterics of people demanding harsher and harsher lockdowns, right. it almost rewards hysteria. Right. But right. if you look at the data that was collected in the past lockdown and kind of go, well, nobody under the age of twenty or two people have, under the age of twenty have died over the course of this whole thing. Really? Oh yeah. Wow, I did and, not know that. And like seven people in their thirties, like about twenty people in their forties, eighty right. people in their fifties. It's like the malaria scare. Oh yeah, like yeah, the uh, yeah. Ebola. No, the Ebola the scare. The Ebola right? scare was that. That was here, right? Uh, that was dengue. Maybe Deng- dengue. It was like a few years the, yeah. with the mosquitoes and everything. Yeah, that was dengue. dengue. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also a big thing. But I, here's a weird thing to say, but a lot of people say. Uh, by a lot of people, I mean one person I heard at a bar, probably. Right. That, right. That the, the 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 government used the reaction of the dengue fever to spray all the parks to drive the homeless out of it. What do they spray the parks with? Just disinfectant. But you can't have the homeless population living in a place that needs to be quarantined and disinfected. Ah. So you just kind of say, okay, what a great chance. Well, I mean, <laughs> any 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 good strategist would. Now is the time, fool. I don't 
support running the homeless out of their areas. Oh, but, no, but if you're the homeless, you know, if, you're always if getting you're run the homeless, out. you're always getting run out. And um, I think that I don't I don't think it's a good or a bad thing. I just think that any good strategist would take that opportunity. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen tomorrow, because if 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 our if our if our betters, if our elites choose to listen to good data, they might just say, OK, some restaurants close down. Right. Maybe we lose some. Uh, but we don't also make all of the school children stay home because right, this is right. a, a disease. That, like well, three thousand five hundred people. This is from data from the Ministry of Health, Labor, right. It's all from the government. Right, right. About three thousand five hundred, about to about four thousand people in Japan have died over, since February, which is horrible, of course. Uh, you always have to say that, otherwise you sound like an, an obscene jerk. You're insensitive. Uh, yeah, nah. And about two thousand have been in their eighties or over. And then once you get to the age of 30 or below, it's, it's in the teens, uh, it scores, you know. So it's bad, but it's not as though having it will lead to death, but you can get pretty screwed up. But one thing that's really great is that the flu, influenza in Japan, has pretty much disappeared. Do you think that's due to Japan's efforts to be super clean? Because I know the masks were a thing before Corona started, and I think that's part of the reason why it didn't spread as quickly. I think so as well. Um, I'm not sure. I've also heard from certain Japanese people, maybe they're not allocating as much resources to mm. to flu data collection as they were in previous right. years. But I mean, I have like a graph here, and it like in the same period from like um, by week over the course of several years, this time of year in 2019 had 80,000 or 90,000 cases of influenza. Wow. And this year, the the 2020 line is flat. But also, like, the year in 2015 was also very low. Right. 2017 was also pretty high. But the one thing that makes 2020 a different year from the rest is that there's it's just a flat line throughout the whole year. Whereas in previous years, even when they're a little low... There's, there's still, still some numbers. They still bump up at the end of the year as you would normally. Why? Why expect. do you think that? Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah. For you know, I don't know. Just it's, just, it's hard to tell because uh, I, I, I don't. I'm not a medical expert. I just look at this data and kind of go, "Wow, boy, that." Because because I work in the news, right. and a couple of months ago, a lot of people were saying we're going to have a twin demic, where the flu and cold cases are going to combine with the COVID cases and double overrun the whole the the whole medical institute hmm. medical facilities medical system whatever you want to call it and y2k was going to make all our computers explode yeah so it's it's really crazy cuz you kind of look at the data and then you want to make some commentary but these days social media and everybody else is so ready to just dismiss you as some jump on you raving yeah, yeah. conspiracy theorist yeah, yeah. everybody just kind of goes I guess it's because we're washing our hands now, right? <laughs> you kind yeah. of put your hands in your pocket yeah. and shuffle away from the conversation as right, quickly as right. possible. And that's why we don't, that's why the influenza numbers are down. Yeah. Everyone's shuffled away. Yeah, because yeah, we washed our hands. I think for that, the first time ever. I think that definitely not as many. Uh, I mean, it's a fact. It's just a fact that as many, why would you allocate uh, as many resources uh, to, to the thing that's not in the news? People are people are allocating researchers, research resources to researching more about Corona because that's the thing right now. That's the thing in the news. It may not necessarily be the thing that's killing the most people, right? But it's the thing that's in the, the news. It's the thing in the news. I'm about forty. You're not my age. You're a younger gentleman. Someone told me I look twenty six. 
pretty sweet. I was pretty happy. Sweet. I was happy. I haven't had that since a long time ago. I'm jealous. Oh, don't cry. <laughs> so what about people from, because usually when I remember, I remember being 30 and I was still had some like, I was still working with media in the news. Right. Doing, um, working at a, at an interpretation training school mm-hmm. using, we had a license with CNN and BBC. Mm-hmm. And I remember like getting into it, but I don't remember being like super into it. What about like what what are people in your your age range the twenties to thirties? What's going on with the whole reaction to COVID? Are, are you guys sick of it? What's going on? There there is there are two parties of thought. There is no in between. There are people who think that it is the devil, and that we must be cleansed of it, and that they would stay home if they could. But most of them don't have any savings, so they don't. And then there are the people like myself. Well, I mean, I guess I I would be in the first. I would be in the first group. You know, when I can, I stay home, and it's just because I don't want to bring it home to my wife. She doesn't have a very strong immune system. But uh, on the other hand, uh, like there's one of my best friends I went to college with, and this guy he said he said I went out on uh, Christmas Eve, and you know I didn't have any success, but I'm going out again tomorrow night. And I thought, wow, man, those are going to be the two busiest nights in Japan up until New Year's, and then he went out for New Year's. So I don't think the guy, and he got corona, actually. Did he care? I mean, he was confined to his house. He couldn't get game. He couldn't go girl hunting or whatever he does. It's really sad if you can't make it happen on New Year's Eve. That's true. And Christmas Eve. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, he, the guy said that he, uh, you know, he he got it. Corona fucked me. Yeah, that's about it. But uh, the guy said he got it. And um, he just didn't seem too concerned about it because he went out the next week and then he wanted to hang out the week after that and then he wanted to go out to a party the week after that. And he's been going out and he's not a party person. He just was he's just sick saying, of being inside it. of the house. He's saying screw it, you know, and going out. I've heard that this is like a kind of a, a trend where half the people are going inside Right, and then half of the other people are looking at are just raging, or, or like I'm going to get into mountain biking. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to I'm going to put some money down on a mountain bike, and I'm also going to get some ropes and I'm going to start climbing the sides of mountains. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to get a tent and I'm going to I'm going to sleep on the side of a cliff with a mountain bike. Right. Me. I yeah. think that's good. I think that's good that it's made people want to take up uh, active hobbies. I actually got into biking. Um, SUV sales are through the roof right wow, now. Wow, really? They're, all the car companies are saying like, EV, electrified, for a better future. Right. But all of like, I did an interview with a guy who works in advertising uh-huh. in uh, Prague, and he said all of the EVs in Europe are sold pre-sale. Wow. That's... Whatever, I don't know about the details so much. Right, right. That's what he said. Jesus. That's that's insane. I'm, I'm I'm happy about it. You know, I'm happy about it. But that's crazy. But I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, you know, I'm getting into. Uh, that's actually one of my topics today. Is uh, uh, things that you can things that you can do at home that you wouldn't normally be invested in, and maybe you were just too lazy to do it until there was a life threatening virus out, and you decided, well, before I die, I'll read a book. Oh, yeah, book, a B U K. That's right. Book. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have noticed 
you know, people walk around newspapers. People want to escape. That's the thing. They want right? to get away from the digits. Newspapers still exist. I work at one. That's right. Wow. It pays the bills. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like uh, this legacy media has all the money. Is it a is it a physical paper? Yeah, both. That is insane, man. Both. I have to do layout for physical newspaper. I feel like I know you know one of the founding fathers. Your face should be on Mount Rushmore of media. Blew my mind. Before we get into it, I'd spent five years at SoftBank, which is a totally paperless right. comp- the telecom company looking to shift into artificial intelligence. Which really pisses me off, but go on. And uh, they, well, I made some dodge, so I'm okay. I like the company. Yeah, yeah, but it's hard to log into anything when you forget your password. Oh, that is very true. That's the, they got to take that into consideration. Yeah, though. man. Yeah. Um, but when I started this uh, next, because basically the COVID in a way canceled my job. Right. In, in addition to like structural reforms and right, the companies, right, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Maybe I did something. You never know, right? You never know. It's it's for the better. It's for the better. It's for the better. Build back better. And so when I started at this company with a newspaper, I was mm-hmm. like, pay, 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 paper? Right, right. You know, that's what and, I thought. And like the headlines have to be written according to space. Do you work at Dunder Mifflin? No, I work at uh, one of them. <laughs> but you can't just write a headline. Right. It has to be limited to the space. Otherwise, it won't print. Is it like a, like the Daily Bugle, you know? It's it's one of the main um, English language newspapers in Japan. Get me a story on Spider-Man. Stat, Peter Parker. Right, yeah, yeah. That guy, I can't remember his name. I need a story about Corona Jameson? right now. You know, uh, Jam- yeah, Mr. Jameson. Yeah, Mr. Jameson. Is, he, is there like yeah, an old, yeah. old Japanese Yakuza-looking guy? He's like yelling at you while he's smoking a cigar. Give me a story about coronavirus there's, right now. Kind of, I wish there's a couple of guys there that want to be like that. But I think oh, those guys I encourage s- it. stay into the Japanese side of it. I feel that those guys need to, we need to protect that part. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to buy a straight razor and start smoking cigars when <laughs> Whenever I'm older, <laughs> give me a sweetie time, man. Yeah. $50 for a picture. You're out of your mind. In my day, it was a dollar for a loaf of bread. <laughs> now get out of here. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So, but having the restriction of the physical paper makes you choose things very carefully. Mm, it's and an you, art, right? And you can't just art. put things on the page willy nilly. Right. And, right. You, and you can't just write whatever you want and have it go out. I feel like each 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 word has to have a purpose. Yeah. Literally each word. But it's it's it it does feel like stepping back in time hmm. 25 years to be honest. But it, it's not bad. I kind of like it. I enjoy it. It's, yeah. it's nice. It's You're doing something that that most people will probably never have the opportunity to do in their lifetime. The the fact that it's on paper makes you slow down. Which I is think that's nice. good. It's, I think that's good. Once I'm kind of into it because when you're always working with digital, you just like put it out, tweet, Facebook, right, Instagram, right. right. It's going out so quickly, you have no time to actually think about it. That's really, right? But this one, you have you have to spend time doing one thing, mm. and it might take hours, right? Right. And if right. you were on Instagram, you could have done, you could have uploaded fifty pictures, right? 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 You're not writing with the pen, are you? No, but we're somewhat encouraged. Anyways. Going back to your thing. Yes. Uh, so oh, this is a great segue into uh, things that I've come up with. That, well, it's just it's just really one particular area that I've come up with uh, to kill time while you're on quarantine for this lockdown, and it's something I've been doing uh, throughout the year. But I've uh, throughout the year in 2020, but I've recently more gotten into, and that is buying an old game system with online access and purchasing games online. 
it seems like a thing that, you know, maybe is a thing of the future. But what I did was I got a PlayStation 3. And this was back around where, you know, online connectivity was just starting to to be perfected. There were still a lot of uh a lot of glitches, a lot of a lot of things, patchwork to be done. And um I just go to the uh, the game center, you know, I go to the uh, the a DVD and game store and I go and I buy old copies of uh video games and I just play them on my PlayStation. Um, it's from a, a from an older time to me. It's what I grew up on. I grew up on playing games in my room. There wasn't really much internet connectivity. You can yeah. download old games like Bomberman, uh, or you might Final be able Fantasy, to, to set up you know. a patch or something. Like yeah, that. you can set up patches. It was, it was and very things. peripheral. It right, wasn't, it wasn't right. inside of the game. Itself. And it's not 4K. It's not 4K. It's 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 1080 quality. You know, it's back when video games games had just gotten good, and it wasn't as crappy as the Nintendo 64. And um, I've found that to be very therapeutic for me. You know, it's something Sounds my wife good. and I can do. We can sit down and we just and you have to you know have to plug the controller in. This was, you know, we had the old we have the old PlayStation Two controllers. You have to plug them in, and you have to yeah. actually loading screens. You know, I, I show my wife this thing, and we put loading it on. She, Why is it taking so long for the game <laughs> to come up? And like, well, that's how PlayStations worked back in the two thousand eight, honey. You know, I have, <laughs> you know, and I, I think it's really nice, and I think it's something that you can do while you're on quarantine, while you're at home. You can just log on, and uh, if you have a credit card or a debit card, you can just sit there and you can download. And the games are all cheap. They have how a much, legacy. How much are they going for? Uh, anywhere from I've seen them as high as fifty nine dollars, but that's that's for you know really really popular titles that were massively successful. Most of most of the titles are going from anywhere from like a dollar. I've seen them yeah. as cheap as ninety nine cents, yeah. and I up to about nineteen ninety nine. And um, I think that's how much. Not, how much time you get out of a game? Uh, most of the games I'm getting about anywhere from eight hours to weeks. That's that's a great ROI, right? And there. it's something you can sit down, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time. You know, you can save the game and you can move on. I actually, uh, I actually have not played the PlayStation Four. I have not played the PlayStation Five. I haven't actually played any of the next gen systems. And um, I uh, sat down with a buddy of mine, and um, I wanted to have a call with him. And um, he said, hey, man, well, I didn't actually sit down. I just sat down to have a call with him. He's in America. And I said, hey, man, um, you want to talk? And he said, well, I'm playing a game. I'm playing a game online with my buddies. Well, it's going to take about 40 minutes because you have to stay in the room. You'll be there's all these consequences for for logging out. And there's so there's so many online rules right now that you have to abide by to actually be in a, a group with other people to play you know, it just makes me miss a time when you could just sit down next to your buddy and say, "Hey, man, plug your controller in, and we'll just sit next to each other and play Pong." You know, yeah, something <laughs> you like know? that. Yeah, I that, like that. You know, yeah, you, you're not, you're not, you're not connecting into a massive mindosphere, right, uh, right, and, and protocols and regulation. Yeah, and the system doesn't stuff. even know you're there, and <laughs> AI picking up on code words and right, stuff right, like that. Right. Like, it's kind of creepy in a way. It is kind of creepy in a way. It's you know, nice There's... to have that barrier of. Yeah, uh, yeah. of I bring this thing into my house, but it doesn't communicate with things outside of my house. I want to interact with the game. I don't want the game to interact with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And so I it feels you. nice to be able to to do that. You know, my, my, my wife and I are finding all sorts of games that were popular when I was a kid, and I didn't have a credit card. I couldn't get on the internet and, and, and download these games. I couldn't, you know, pay for all these expensive copies of games. And now I don't have to. They're nine ninety nine. And I can download as many. I can I can spend a hundred bucks and get, you know, ten great titles, 
and 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 play through them for weeks. And it's something really cool that I found to do during the quarantine. And you can get up and leave it. This bounces off of that idea. And this is I I I don't play games, hmm. but I have a, a very young infant son, hmm, hmm. and uh, I recorded an interview with him. Wow. So Ray, what do you think about all of this? <laughs> And then, what if you, like, see the monkey and he's looking at you a little bit sideways? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you ever get tired of this monkey? Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Thanks, Ray. The, the monkey is a, a little toy we hang over right. his crib. right. I love his input on his, uh, I love his take on how, how tired he gets of the monkey. I really love the feedback on that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he has a promising career in journalism. Not bad, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 We had a good flow there. Back yeah, we had forth. a good back and forth going on. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I notice you're very good at, uh, you're very good at directing the conversation and, and steering it and keeping everyone on track. I really like that. Well, when, you, really ha- when you have an infant son, I'll right. tell you how important that is. Right. It really showed in this, in this interview. Yeah. I liked it. Thanks, Matt. Will that be available for us on the uh, Wet Japan website? Uh, yeah, I might put it up there as an individual bonus track. If yeah, people I like, that. like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that. Nice, man. What else you got? So uh, I have a real big one here is Mama Chari Culture. This is the thing. This is the thing, man. This is the thing. So this my wife and I, thing. we've gotten into uh, riding uh, bikes, as I mentioned before. And um, so we, we got one of the fold bikes. What's Mama Oh, a mama chari. So, and, and this is great because there's so many of us here in Japan who know what it is, and, and there's a group of us who own them, there's a group of us who don't, and, and there's a group of us who know what they are but don't, are interested there's, in There's also one. two groups of people who think they know what they are, but right. they might be in different camps about the definition. Right, right. So you have your mama chari that is, uh, for me, the mama chari is the tank. It is the family vehicle. It is the end-all, be-all to all of your transportation and exercise needs. It's durable. You know, I, ha- I had a few points here that I... Um, so uh, it, it might look like a grandma bike, but it's a tank. It, it, it can go over bumps. It can, it can take, you know, it can take a ride off of a, 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 off of a steep, a steep uh, sidewalk. It's, it can carry a lot. It's really sturdy. They usually come with uh, bike locks attached to the back of the wheel. They're upgradable. Uh, so you have your front basket, but you can also attach a basket to the back via wires, or you can screw it. It's all sorts of things you can do with them, and some of them are even motorized yeah. uh, for your assist. for your yeah electric, yeah you have the electric, electric assist. battery assist yeah and uh, some of them even come with the light attached on the side where you can actually use the front wheels as a generator to keep the light going. And I I really really didn't realize the uh, effectiveness of a mama chari until I got my wife a bike too. Now she doesn't. Have a mama chari. She has a bike with a basket. Those are two very different things. Hmm. Her bike is not that sturdy. It feels like it's going to fall apart. Uh, it does not come with the automatic bike, nor does it have a serial number like the mama chari's. So it's a bit of a problem when the police pull you over and say, where'd you get this bike? And you say Amazon. And then <laughs> it's, right. a, it's a thing, right? Yeah. It's the whole thing that you have to do. And, and as a gaijin, you want that mama chari you want serial it. number backup. And you have you can, the paperwork, you know? Yeah, and you're like, eat that, copper. Yeah. 
big. <laughs> I didn't have a word. I did not have a response prepared for that. But yeah, it's just really nice to have them on. I have the paperwork. You see, Papa. Man, see, you can't rub me out. See, man. Yeah. Ah, give you the hi hat. But yeah, we can. We uh, we rode our bikes uh, all the way from our house to the next station, which is a major station. And um, we grabbed everything we needed from Don Quixote. We ha- had a backpack on. I had a. I got a basket strapped to the back. The thing is a tank, man. I have. I have a basket strapped to the back with another basket inside of that. I have the front basket full, and my wife has her small, ineffective basket on her bike, which is not as deep for some reason as the Mama. Chari. I don't know what people are thinking, but the Mama, the Mama Chari, Chari, have, it got it right. They gotta have. They gotta put giant radishes. It's gotta have a giant bike. Yeah, you, basket. Otherwise, the sales would go down. Yeah. No. It's 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 the best thing. It's. The single most best investment I have made. Period. There's a good ROI on on a Mama Chetty. I agree. Definitely. And uh, the the whole thing is that it doesn't make you go fast, right? As right. a as as a mountain bike, right? It just makes you go faster than walking, right? Right. That's the key. You point. can go fast if you want, but you're gonna want to go slow when you're loaded down with all the radishes. Yep. Exactamundo. So if you guys out there don't have a Mama Chari, you are crazy. And I think you can get one for anywhere from uh, Ichimango Sin, 150 bucks to about 200 bucks. And I think it's one of the best investments you could make in Japan. I think when you get to Japan, if it's your first time here, or if you're thinking about coming to Japan, buy you a Mama Chari. If you're going to be here at least three months, get Oh yeah, one. get one. Get one. It'll change your life. Especially if you're going to be here on a tourist visa only. Get one. Fucking name, man. Yeah, man. The uh, the Mama Chetty wins each and every time. Every time. I was looking through some of my archives. Okay. And there's a musician from Canada. His name is Adam Yang. I love him already. He's he's like a Portuguese Chinese mix, and he does super rock and heavy metal type music. Of course he does. And I just want to interject with this interview. I recorded with him. Let's hear it. Uh, we did it in a bathroom in a Co-NG live house in the before times. The interview, you mean? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Matt, this Very one low. time I played this show and I was on a lot of painkillers because this like girl gave me a dentist cup full of painkillers and I had no idea what the fuck they were. Was at the she time. your dentist? Not at all. You gotta be right? careful. Not at all. Not Her teeth were skeptically clean. And so were mine. Yes. Perhaps I passed out and something happened. You were septically clean. Mm-hmm. So then I took these pills and I played the show and I was feeling kind of fucked up, but not really fucked up, just right. like pretty fucked up. And oh, she kept on giving me booze, kept on giving me shots, kept on giving me more pills and stuff. Said, come home with me. I said, okay, sure, what the fuck not. We go go home to her place, we start fucking. Everything's okay. I blow my load. Big titties? No, little fucking titties, itty bitty titties. Little itty bitty titties are good too, man. Hand yes. squeezers, tennis balls, good stuff. Yes. Yeah, fucking you pizza know. slices or no? No, 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 no. You don't want the pizza slice. You don't want the pepperoni tits either. No. No, no, those aren't good. If I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. Yes. And as well, to truly like. Anyway, so I fucked her and stuff like that. I blew my load in her, and she was like, "Okay, keep keep going." And I'm like. That's I, not I, I how can't. this works. It's like, I can't. I, you got to wait like 20 minutes, and you got to fucking give me a but Red she Bull. Had and another, like, she had another uh, Petri dish full of pills. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know how many more pills she had, but I knew that I was seriously fucked up on pills. She says, "Use your fingers." I'm like, okay. Oh, that's fair enough. Right? And she says, okay, no, stick them in my ass. And I'm like, Whoa. okay, all right. So I stick, oh, my, stick my fingers in her ass. And I say, more. And I'm like, okay, we put two fingers in there, right? There's no more. I'm like, okay, now we're entering danger zone. Now we're at three, right? She says, more. I'm like, 
all right, all right, four, four. And now we're at four, and I'm like, more. And I'm like, I, I can't. And she's like, yeah, just just do it. Put the whole thing in. Like, put more in. And I'm like, all right. So I, I duck bill her, right? Like the Donald Duck when you make your hand yes. talk, right? Yes, yes, And I spit it on her fucking asshole. And then I, I duck billed it, and I stuck it in her bum. And then as I did that, she backed up onto my hand. And I'm on pain pills, okay? And I'm like, whoa, dude, this looks fucked up, right? So, like, my hand is, like, caught. And it, and I'm on pain pills, so I shouldn't be able to feel hurting, right? I should feel pain, but it was hurting a lot. So, I was like, oh, okay, I got to start pulling it so out. So, her asshole had a firm grip. Had a firm grip of me and wouldn't wow. let me go. It was like, and so I'm trying to pull it out now. And every time I pull out, I get out a little bit. And she would force her ass back onto me and would go deeper. So now I'm at this point, now I'm up to my wrist, and it hurts like fuck. It feels like I'm being crushed. Yes. And I'm like, no, I need, need my fucking hand. So I come yanking and yanking, and she keeps on backing up on the fucking thing. I'm near my elbow, and it's fucked up. So I put my foot on her ass, and I kick her oh, off of me. And she falls off the bed, her ass goes like slow motion. Like, like, like Predator's face, right? Oh, God. Fucking total prolapse. Total fucking fruit roll-up prolapse, you know? Oh, no. Fucking take it out. My hand looks like it's covered with uh, a bunch of blood worms. Like I was going catfish fishing or something like that. I'm like, holy shit. I think shit. you were. I think so, yeah. call it yeah, catfishing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I fucking went to her shower, turned on the hot water all the way, just like burned it off of my fucking Did your arm body. fall off or something? No, it's, it's okay. It still works today, right? Had no cuts or anything like that in my hand, so it was fine, right? Did all that. And then I left. I didn't even say goodbye. I cannot breathe. Wow. That was Adam Yang in the Before Times. Wow. Recorded in a toilet in Coengi. Adam is fucked up. The guy's insane. The guy's insane. Wow. That's wow. <laughs> wow. Tawdry to say the least. Wow. That's wow. I mean, what if she was trying to <laughs> he got caught red-handed? There's <laughs> 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 low hanging fruit. Oh wow, that's intense. Man. Yeah. That's yeah. intense. In the bathroom. Yeah, because we, uh, we, we, I was playing intense. drums with him. I was backing yeah. him up on this tour he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I just got this speaker thing, and I was trying it out. Yeah, and I was yeah, trying to do yeah. like a little documentary, podumentary. Right. It didn't work out, but there were some good snippets, and I was just going through some of my archives the other day, and I came across that story. He was, was not like, lying. Yeah. That was not a lie. It's It, it was... I'm I'm wondering in that situation where the embellishment would be, but um, there is no room for embellishment. It 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 was it was horrifying. It was a piece of work. It, it was, was a piece of art. A, an amazing anecdote. Eloquent. Yeah. It Blood had a worms. beginning, a middle, and an end. Everything. Yeah, yeah. It had a it has a it had a climax. Yeah. It and literally. it had a conclusion. Yeah. And I love the I love the you know the abrupt ending. I just fucking left, man. Didn't even call her back. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Mic drop. Wow, that's that was intense. I want to meet the. Do you still have? Them? I want to meet this. Well, guy, this guy man. lives in. He, I'm not sure where he is right now. He's from Vancouver. I'm from Victoria. He's in Valhalla, man. This guy is. He, he lives in a, a mixture of, of Vietnam, Thailand, Singapore, and then he tours Japan. But I don't know about this whole thing with the COVID going on. If if those. Is that is that a memory of the before times, my friend? That is a memory of the before times. I've got some stories. 
Yeah, which I will do. not tell on this store, on this, uh, <laughs> on this, on this podcast. Oh, this but. podcast. Um, I want to get back to this. Do you got more? I I have uh, one more. Okay, yeah, yeah, I want to get back to more. it. I got to do a shout out though. Um, there's this band in town uh, called the Shamisenist. The Shamisenist. And I did some voiceover work for them uh, about a year ago, mm. and they released the song, but they've just released a video. Uh, and my with my voice on it and everything, I think wow. I would re- just return them the favor and play the song on yeah, the podcast yeah. if that's cool. Let's hear it. This is pretty this No, is pretty it's not cool. cool. Don't play it. You oh. can't. Oh. <laughs>
podcast. Perfect weather we are having today. Now playing is a shamisist. Well, let's have a blast during the rest of your drive with the shamisist. Here we go. go. And that was the Chamois Sinus playing their song Hurts off of their latest album. You can find that video on YouTube. Just load up Chamois Sinus. That's S-Y-A-M-I-C-E-N-I-S-T. Check them out on their YouTube or you can go to MatthewPMBigelow.com and we have it linked up on the podcast details listed uh, whatever your podcast player is. That is perfect Naruto back music. That's what I was... Yeah, you showed me. I was looking at that. That is perfect, Naruto. This made me think of like you know, if I was a ninja, I'd I'd want to have this playing in my AirPods as I slaughter the enemy. Yeah, that was good. That had me grooving, man. I love cool, isn't it? Right. I love the. I love like the metal. You know, lines in there. I don't. I don't know what to call it, but you know, this metal esque. The metal esque notes. In but there, it's not, I love it's not that stupid cheesy like fake metal when people try to no, do. No, this was like like when people do fake metal and they're not right. used to. They go, but this was like, this is grooving, man. This is grooving, you know. Yeah, it's really grooving. This is grooving. This had a this had a this was rock. This was rock on a on a freaking submachine, man. Yeah, I like it. And of course, yeah. I, I wasn't doing like the I don't care about what you do. Right, I was right. doing the, the the radio style. Yeah, yeah, thing the radio the style. Yeah, yeah, here we go. This was man. This was this made me. You know, you know what I can tell throughout this. This is the kind of thing where you would go to a live house and you would and, and they'd say your next act is these guys you never heard of coming up, and then you're like, eh, who, who the fuck are these guys? And they come up and they just rock it and they take they would the destroy. house down. They destroy. They went on a tour in the before times across England. Right. They had people coming like word of mouth, hundreds of 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 kilometers away to their shows just to see them again and again. Yeah. This is this is this is a gym. This is what we found here. A gym. Yeah. Wow. That was really really good. Sweet. I huh? genuinely enjoy that. Yeah. And you know what else? I can tell that the the players were having fun. Yeah. Yeah. And they made it themselves. Yeah. And yeah. they don't care. I can tell. Like they don't. I mean, like they they care too much, but they don't. They're not like trying to be a ballad band and get number one. They're just from, doing their thing, man. And they're doing it well. Yeah, yeah. Shami Sennis, folks, check them out. Check them out. So take us out, Mister Michael One Twenty. What's going on? All right. And so my last bit here is my photography tip of the day. So my photography tip is that a large fast memory card is much better than a small slow one. Read and write speed is important. Um, this is a mistake that I made when I first started doing photography. So what I did was I just went to the store and I said, okay, this memory card has 64 gigabytes and it's 1,000 yen. I think I'll get it. And I always had a lot of issues that I think, you know, I couldn't specifically identify them if you ask me now to look back on those issues. 
But I can just about guarantee you that a lot of the issues that I had with my camera were due to the fact that my memory card was not fast enough. And it also had to do with the read and write speed. For those of you who don't know what that is, that is the speed at which your uh, memory card or your hard drive uploads or downloads content from or to your computer. Um, so what that means is that while you're putting your pictures on your computer, if the read speed is not very fast, then it's going to take a long time. And if the write speed is not very fast, it's also going to take a long time for you to move things to that SD card. But another problem that may not be so obvious for you budding photographers and videographers out there is that that also affects how, how can I say this? When you have a good camera yeah. taking in, say you're shooting 4K 60 frames per second, you're, sure. shooting, you're, shoot, you're doing the work, so you, you got some good quality stuff coming in, right? Well, that sort of footage requires a certain uh, write speed in order for, for, for that data to be recorded on the memory card. So if the memory card is too slow, to uh, like the read and write speed is too slow in order to take in that information from yeah. the lens. The packets then, get screwed up or right. what? Well, no, it's not that. You're, it'll just stop. It'll just stop. Oh, it'll just say, this camera worse. is too slow to take this. Uh, the pipes aren't, aren't smooth enough. It'll, yeah, it literally jams the pipes. It'll say, the camera is too slow to, to film. Um, and, and this isn't a, it's not going to stop you from being able to film and, and take photography, but it'll definitely slow you down. And, uh, one of the biggest things that has helped me as a photographer and as a videographer professionally is having a very fast and a very large memory card. This will solve two problems, which is, uh, one, what I mentioned before, the speed and also your workflow. You won't have to keep taking your memory card out and dumping it and putting it back in. You know, if you have one really fast 64 gigabyte or 128 gigabyte memory card, that's much better than if you, you know, try and penny pinch and you go on Amazon and you get one for $15. Yeah. So that's my, uh, photography tip of the day. That works for me. That yeah. works for me indeed. There you go. Um, I have to get... I have to f cycle this news story out. So we're kind of going hither wither at the end of this podcast Do here. It. This this is kind of weird right now mm. because we're having to operate on so many different levels. We're trying to have fun. We're trying to raise families. We got this virus thing. Right. We're also trying to save the environment. Right. And then a lot of these like car companies are trying to advocate for carbon neutral automobiles. And uh, this is how I interpreted that. And the auto industry is also getting into gear to help reduce Japan's carbon footprint. Now car makers are calling for government support as they rev up research and development. The Japan Automobile Manufacturers Association expresses support for carbon neutrality. But officials say they need government help to fund the development of revolutionary new technologies in areas such as batteries. The association said it's uh, important to aim for net zero carbon emissions over a vehicle's entire life cycle. That includes the production of parts and materials, as well as the process of scrapping old cars. The government wants to ban sales of new gasoline-only cars by the mid-2030s. It's turning to vehicles such as electric cars and hybrids. Wow. <laughs> I love that the guy dumbed it down. 
for the uh, <laughs> I love the the, the dumbing down <laughs> in areas such as batteries. Yeah, because <laughs> batteries are carbon neutral all of a sudden. Right. When we're constantly being told that carrying around batteries makes you a filthy pervert. Oh my god. It's so weird. I don't so even you have understand. Batteries in your pocket. That's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, you, why did you have batteries? Did you not properly dispose of your batteries? There's nothing cleaner on this earth than a lithium-ion battery. Love it. I just want to suck one down with my spaghetti. Mm, yeah, I put it all over that. Sh- so it, I, I put that in there just because it kind of like the car industry wants to become carbon neutral with batteries. It's like, what? I'm sorry. Yeah. How many different groups were in this meeting? You yeah, know? Was this, oh, this was a very complicated meeting if it was done in Japan. <laughs> this was very. This was a meeting. This was a Boninkai right here. That's what this was. All right, I have other topics. I think we can push them off. Ooh, I actually have... We do we want to finish off with a stupid gaijin of the week? I think I think I think that's a good idea. You know, um, it's always good to have this. Did we do the the shrimp smugglers with ecstasy? Wow, no, but I really, really, really want to know about that. Stupid gaijin of the week. Stupid gaijin, best G O T W. All right. If this is a repeat, I apologize. Six Vietnamese nationals accused of smuggling ecstasy inside a dried shrimp. Tokyo Metropolitan Police arrested those people. Last month, the Cessbucks worked together to send packages containing around 2,000 tablets of DMA ecstasy from Vietnam to Japan in the international mail. Because a lot of these Vietnamese people are like SOL because mm. there's no jobs amid the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. The, the tab- big people. Yeah. The tablets, which weighed around uh, 826 grams, were concealed inside five bags of dried shrimp. <laughs> That's creative. Yeah, this has Asian crime stamped all over it that's that's the kind of stuff you read in like the onion but it was based on some truth it's like the the colombian cartels putting cocaines in submarines with like sharks and stuff like cocaine was found inside of strawberries today (laughs) in narita airport the tablet (laughs) oh my god after the package arrived at narita (laughs) the tablets were found by a tokyo customs staff member the package was addressed to um a, a vietnamese national uh, in Isisaki. All six of the people deny the allegations. Four of them are residing in Japan illegally. Of course. And police believes the suspects are part of the smuggling ring. Wow. <laughs> like smuggling ecstasy inside of shrimp. So you okay, wow. let's just go with like certain I don't know why I'm ending this one on such like an ethnic note, but we're like white collar crime. It's like um a a, a, a a banker in in Rochester uh, is in debt, and he right, he, he right. develops a cocaine problem and, and kills his wife, thinking he's going to get with his yoga instructor. That's 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 acceptable, right? You know, that's normal. Yeah, that's and normal. then you think about like uh, Colombia stuff. It's like some cocaine deal done wrong, so you do or the Mexican cartels. Fifteen people were killed on a bus. Yeah, exactly. You know, like yeah, and I think now we have. With the rise of with uh, Asian intermingling inside of Asia, right? More, more and more. It sounds horrible to say that, but that's what's happening. Well, no, this is the kind of ASEAN stuff that, and that, that happens out here, man. We have a new stereotype of ecstasy smuggling ecstasy inside, inside of shrimp. Of shrimp. <laughs> I'm gonna message my wife on Facebook right right now. Let her know that ecstasy was smuggled in shrimp. And when she asked me, "What the f- are you talking about?" and then I'll say. Exactly what I said. <laughs> Ecstasy was smuggled 
Could you imagine if they didn't get the 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 ship the shipment and then and then, and then it got put in a store, right? You know, and yeah. and some old lady found it. <laughs> she, oh, what are these? Dinky <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> yes, some old lady just just feeling on all the <laughs> just just feeling on the seats on the chew line. You know, it's tripping balls. You know, oh my god. <laughs> I would love it. I would. I would love nothing more if if some old lady found the bag of shrimp. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so uh, maybe that's a horrible way to do do international crime. I yeah. I, I feel oh, yeah. sorry for a lot of these interns uh, because they're they're sol. They're left with the with no hope. Right. But to try to um, make means, however, which way they can. I've never been in a problem as a gaijin in Japan uh, to resort to crime. I, I just teach English if things get yeah. bad enough. Yeah, if things get bad enough, you teach. Oh, teaching English is a crime in a, in, in a way. In a way, it is because <laughs> you don't know, actually know what you're doing half you the time. And, right, right. Yeah, in, they, in a they country used to, where everybody seems to know what they're doing. You're yeah. kind of like, uh, you're kind of like, okay. I don't, I, I'm not authorized to do this, but all right. Prepositions. Of course, I know what they are. I'll be back in five minutes after I return from this much-needed bathroom. We, we got break. two minutes. Can I tell you a funny story? Yeah, when I was it. teaching English. So when I was teaching English, right, I was teaching English in a very, uh, let's say, Minatoku like area. At um, I, people yeah, are at upscale, I area, you know, upscale, upscale area, urban. right? Yes. So I'm teaching English in this place. I got really, really lucky. I found the job on Craigslist. It was like this television person that wanted, and she had an English show, and she wanted, and so she started her own private school, right? And her school was slap in the middle of the, you know, in the city. It was at the hub of the city. Everyone walked down the street, and the English school was slap in the middle of the street. And there's a big glass door there, and I had two children that just, I'm surprised they didn't get me fired. So I had one kid, we'll call him Naoki. Um, that's not his real name, but we, you know, for the sake of the story, we'll call him Naoki. So Naoki, he liked to throw heavy objects. And you know, the issue here is that I did not have insurance, and uh, nor did any of the items in the school. So, you know, this is, this is a bit of a problem, him throwing heavy objects in a, in a, in a room where two of the walls are mainly made out of glass. There was another kid, and we will call her Mimi. So Mimi was about six years old, and what she liked to do was sit in Sensei's lap. Now, I'm a black guy with dreads and, you know, looking like a Rastafari person. You know, I definitely do not look like the kind of person that your hardcore, uh, you know, Let's say your hardcore, uh, really traditional person out here in Japan wants their kid to be sitting in the lap of. And she knew that. And she just thought it was really funny to sit in front of my lap when her parents came by. Luckily, the parents knew, you know, how the kid was. But I cannot stress how, how, how stressful that was for me. You know, this little six-year-old, she's like, oh, I want to sit in your laps inside. I'm like, you don't. Don't 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 do that, man. Don't You're gonna do don't that. do that. You're gonna get me fired, man. Yeah. Don't. That's not. That's not cool. You know. Now he's throwing heavy stuff at the door. You know, <laughs> like I can't grab you both. You know, and that was and it's pretty intense. And that's like <laughs> a, just a one day in the life of an. Ink. They used to call me Gokubiri Sensei, which means cockroach, cockroach. for anyone. Yeah, they called yeah. me cockroach. They used to take my dreads and they would wave them around like feelers you know i actually had to bribe them with candy to get them to be quiet what i did was i gave them candy and then i started taking them away when they were loud (laughs) it's just like a drug but you know it's it's pretty interesting being an english sensei yeah i've done it a lot and it's been a while i'll just 
you know, I feel bad for for laughing at the shrimp and the Vietnamese stereotype. I, I do not. Um, but I will say, I remember watching Banged Up Abroad and right. Locked Up Abroad. Right. All of the gaijins that come to like South Korea, they always smuggle drugs in coffee cans. What's what is that? I yeah, don't know. I've heard of that. The like, smell of the coffee will get rid of the drugs altogether. It's and, like, and nobody else will find out. So when I figured out that there was like shrimp, I was just like, right. that's like the next scam. Anyways, I really got to take a leak, and we are out of time. 120, where can people find you? You can find me on Spotify under O-N-E-T-W-E-N-T-Y, and on Instagram under O-N-E-T-W-E-N-T-Y-360. Be sure to check it out. Got a brand new release of my single, Circles, coming out on January the 15th. It's out on pre-sale everywhere. Matt Bigelow, take it away. We got MatthewPMBigelow.com for all your podcast needs. 